pull up a bar stool. Alright, well I'll be going solo today. John here. In case you don't know who's the host of the social media podcast. Uh, you know, every, every week or so, every other week or so, I tend to have John Robinson or Andrew Foxwell on. And that's really where I'm most comfortable. I guess where I really get myself uncomfortable, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, is when I get a little introspective and I just go on my own. And that's what I'm going to do today. We're going to break down some uh, topics that are near and dear to my heart um, that impact us as marketers regarding honesty, honesty in marketing and being completely upfront with what we're doing and why and, and really the notion of free and if anything is really free and if we're being honest about that when we have these things that are quote-unquote free that'll lead me to affiliate marketing ethical dilemmas I'm not really someone who does much at all regarding affiliate marketing especially around products even though I get offer upon offer uh, to do this but I'll explain that my dilemma and um, you know, some things I'm thinking through there if we've got time, I'm going to get to uh, some, some more Facebook ads related stuff. I don't usually talk a whole lot about Facebook ads. Uh, you use these, these uh, pubcasts as an opportunity to talk business. But uh, we'll see what we've got time for. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, like I said, going solo, but uh, popped open, you know, it, it's funny, I, I really feel like I should be taking a log of all the beers I've had on the show. I think, I think some people might think I'm faking this. Um, no, since this episode's about honesty, I will say I faked it once. I was actually drinking water. If you, if you listen closely, it's pretty clear though that I was faking it because I, I, I'm not a good liar. But, uh, this one, Longboard Island Lager by Kona Brewing, it's a Hawaiian beer. I'm pretty sure I've had this one at least one other time, but the stash is running a little dry. And I actually, I really like this beer. Also, my wife likes it, and it's the last one, and uh, I think I'm going to get in trouble for this, but um, I guess it's one more reason why I need to get back to the liquor store to replenish our, our uh, inventory so she's not mad at me. But raise a glass, bottle, whatever you got. Cheers. All right, so, oh, the topic of honesty. Now... This comes up a lot for me because I, I am what I like to consider an accidental marketer. I don't really like marketing. Um, <laughs> I say don't like marketing. At least the, the way, what we think of as marketing. It's marketing in itself, just selling, um, <clears throat> which is finding the right words to, to manipulate, ultimately manipulate people to get them to buy something or do something. These are all things I'm not, uh, it's not in my my personality that it's not stuff I enjoy to do, enjoy doing. That said, I own a business and um, 
So ultimately, I do need to sell. Now, manipulation, if you follow me closely, you know I am uh, <laughs> I am not a manipulator. Okay, so um, I will be pretty frank about um, product and when it comes to copy, I don't use a bunch of flowery wording and a lot of tricks to get you to do certain things. Um, so I guess when it comes to um, the art of marketing and and using copy to get people to do what you want them to do, I would consider myself poor in that area, depending on how you look at it. Um, end of the day, I've said this a lot of times, but end of the day, my goal isn't to make millions of dollars and rule the world. My goal is to make as much money uh, as I need to make to be comfortable and without giving up my, uh, I'll say my morals, I don't, I don't like that word, but my core values, my ethics, um, I, you know, I like to stick to those. So I, I don't want to have any guilt for the money I make. So, you know, with, with the size of my audience right now, my email list, the amount of traffic I get, and my Facebook audience just hit 100,000, I would assume that there would be a lot of people who would say that I have a ton of missed opportunities, that I could be making way more money than I do. Honestly, I do not care. I really do not care. Um, now, that said, it doesn't, that doesn't mean I'm going to be sloppy. If you're someone who is shown to be loyal reader, uh, I am going to target you. And I am going to make sure that you know about my latest product, um, that you know about the Power Hitters Club, or whatever it is. I'm going to use that email list. I'm going to use Facebook. I'm, I'm going to use all the things I need to use to get the word out there without being corny. We're trying to avoid being corny. Okay, so that's kind of setting the stage for where I'm getting at. I, trust me, I'm going to, this is kind of setting the stage for the entire show today because we are talking about a lot of ethical dilemmas that we face as marketers. Um, first, you know, I was thinking about the other day when it comes to the use of email addresses and the use of the word free, right? So you hear a lot about lead generation, about list building, which is extremely important. And then within the copy for these landing pages, squeeze pages, which I hate, at least the names of them, I don't know, uh, within ads, within posts on Facebook, without whatever it is, you will see probably in big bold letters, get this free guide, free ebook, free whatever it is. In reality, no, it's not really free. So um, if all you're going to do, if, if it was free, you would just give, give them a link straight to that product or ebook or document or whatever it is. But that's not what we do. It's not. And, and to be clear, so anyone who wants to like go check out my site right now and try to catch me in uh, hypocrisy, I'll save you some time. This is just me. <laughs> Uh, f f uh, being philosophical about it, 
Um, because these are things that, you know, I've used the word free multiple times as well. And so I'm, I'm not innocent here. Uh, so, but the truth is, it's not really free. The email address has value to the consumer and to the brand. And to the point where a brand, in many cases, a marketer, whoever it is, will be able to tell you the dollar value of an opt-in, of an email address. So if they can tell you the dollar value of that email address, it's not free. They just gave you something that, that has value. And to the, the consumer, let's not look at that as if, oh, but it's, it's free to the consumer. No, their email address is value to them too, valuable to them too. Because by providing it, they're showing you an awful lot of trust. Um, if not, sometimes they might not even trust you a whole lot. They trust you enough. They're giving you an exchange for a whole lot of unknown. Because quite frankly, we're not to be trusted as marketers. You don't know what's going to happen to that email address. Are they going to sell it? Are they going to start spamming you with their products? Are they going to start spamming you with other people's products? Um, they're going to remarket to you. They're going to do all kinds of things. So let's be very, very clear. That is not free. So the cost is giving up your email address, opening yourself up to marketing. And the truth is, if we're going to be completely true, completely honest with ourselves on this, I mean, and we could even go beyond the email address on this. Just visiting my website has a whole lot of value because of the remarketing capabilities. You don't even need to provide an email address. Now, I want that email address ultimately. But we could even say, um, using the word free to refer to um, any content on my website is even a bit disingenuous because you're opening yourself up to marketing there because I'm gonna be remarketing to you like crazy. Sorry about that, but it's true. But if you visit my website before, I assume you care about this content and you're not going to mind it so much. So it got me thinking. I'm really going on a roundabout way to get into points today, but that's setting the stage. It got me thinking. What if we were to get, be upfront about our plans with that email address? So I'm not talking about fine print, legalese, the kinds of things that we're supposed to have already in our privacy policies and terms of use and whatever. I'm talking about being completely upfront and candid. So on that landing page, don't use the word free. But I think um, actually acknowledging the value of that email address, not maybe not saying how much it's worth to you, but saying, look, in exchange for your valuable email address, in exchange for, uh, you're going to get a weekly email from me. Uh, I'm going to try to provide you as much valuable information as I can, but I'm, I'm going to try to sell to you as well. In exchange, I'm going to give you this. It's not free, but it's pretty darn close. You don't have to provide any money, but it has value to you and it has value to me. So what, what if we called that email address? on a landing page, in the ad, whatever it is, the cost or the expense. 
of the expense. All right? What would happen? I mean, I'm not the most creative when it comes to copy. I've been 100% open about that. So I'm not even sure exactly what that looks like. But I can imagine very creative ways of, of crafting that to be different, very different. And, and, and the transparency, the honesty about that would be refreshing, I would think. So what would happen? Would trust go up? I would assume so. Would your opt-ins go down? I don't know. Would quality of the opt-in go up? I would assume so. So these are things that, and again, I haven't implemented this myself, but I challenge you to look at things differently in creative ways. It's kind of like how with my experiment in January, January and February, um, of my, my Facebook ads experiment where I was looking to add value with the ad. So the ad, the Facebook ad, is something that people actually wanted to see. If you're not familiar with what this experiment is, <laughs> oh, this is funny that I'm going to do this. Go to johnloomer.com slash 12-tips. You can get the ebook that covers this in, in exchange for the cost of your email address. That's johnloomer.com slash 12-tips. So along those similar lines of trying to use ads in new and creative ways that no one's done before, trying to approach the request for an email address in similar new and creative ways. So it's not about deception. It's not about... Um, you know, basically, really, ultimately lying, I guess, saying you're, you're getting this for free because you're not. You're not going to, because I honestly believe, and of course in marketing, marketers don't believe this, but I honestly believe that a lot of the consumers out there are so ignorant to, to what goes on in marketing that they think that they're going to provide the email address, get this in exchange, and never hear from you again. And then they're like, why the hell do I keep getting emails from these? Like they, they think that there's some... I don't know. I don't know what they think you're going to do with that email address. So the average consumer, though, looks at it that way. I I can guarantee. So I I encourage you to take a look at it. Um, If you have new and creative ways of addressing that, I definitely want to hear about it. Just give me a shout. All right. Raise a glass. Cheers. Okay. So while we're on the topic of honesty and ethics, um, let's talk about affiliate marketing. Because really, just saying those words makes me a little squeamish. And that's probably just me. But again, I'm not comfortable with marketing, all that comfortable with marketing, the way that we're familiar with typical marketing. And I know affiliate marketing can be very um, profitable, and there are some people who do it very well and do it ethically. Um, but there are all sorts of ethical marketing or ethical affiliate marketing dilemmas. And so if you're not familiar with affiliate marketing, which I, I assume you are, but let, let me be clear. So I would say anywhere from 30 to 50% of products out there 
have the ability to sign up for affiliate programs. So for marketers like you and me, or especially those people who that's in their entire business as they make money from this, they sign up for these programs. They get a link that's unique to them. They promote that product. So it's not their own product. It's someone else's product. It could be on their website. It could be an email. It could be in social media. And when, if they refer sales, they get a chunk of that money. Sometimes it's 10%, sometimes it's 30%, whatever it is. Um, just explaining that, I'm sure you can see the potential for problems. Um, yeah, and this is exactly why I don't allow... I, I initially tried to open up my own affiliate program, but it's like I don't trust people. <laughs> To, to handle this properly. I don't, because I know when, once money's in the way, you know, like I often hear from people who say, you know, I, I, I refer you all the time. Do you have an affiliate program? Because I'd, I'd, I'd love to keep referring you. Well, that's kind of crappy. Because if, if basically you refer me all the time, but you're not going to keep doing it unless you make money, that kind of sucks. Um, but it, this, this is how a lot of people make money. But as you can, as you can assume, though, once money gets in the way, they can start being deceptive. They speak for the brand. Uh, you know, they have nothing to lose in a lot of cases. It's it's now on you. As soon as it goes, you know, so as soon as that product is sold, and um, so there are all kinds of potential problems there. So early on in my business, I needed affiliate partnerships. So again, me being the affiliate uh, for you know, selling other people's stuff to survive as a business. Because all I had was content on my site. I didn't have my own products. Um, so that was the only way I was making money early on. Now, I've got a family to feed. So I know I understand you know, a lot of affiliate marketers out there. I get it. Understand, though. Even then, I wasn't going product to product to product, looking for the best affiliate program, looking for how I can make the most money. There are some out there who are selling dozens, if not hundreds of products because that's how they're going to make money. And I find that to be very deceptive in itself and dishonest because you don't care about that product. You're finding, trying to find ways to attract people to it uh, to buy it, to get them to buy it so that you make money. Um, again, that's not all affiliate marketers. I'm saying that there are some out there that that's all they do. Um, but for me, so even in the beginning when I made money off affiliate marketing and not a lot of money, I only promoted the products I used and loved. And you know what? There were some products I used and loved that didn't have affiliate programs and I still promoted them. So these days, I don't actively promote products. Now, I'm also in this really weird place now. Um, and I'll get to that in a minute. But So I don't actively promote products. You, you might still find affiliate links from old content. Um, because again, I mean, stuff I promoted in the past was uh, ShortStack. I still use ShortStack, by the way. Um, Agora Pulse, still use Agora Pulse. Uh, those are the two primary ones. There might be a couple, I know there are a couple others. But I don't actively promote products anymore uh, for lots of reasons, I'll get to that in a minute. 
I do promote, for example, the events I speak in because like, that's how I get paid for those events. Otherwise, I'm doing it from the goodness of my heart. Um, now, there are some events that I get paid for, but others like, you know, you know I, if, if I'm not getting, and I can say which ones, if I'm not getting paid and they've got an affiliate program, you know, I'm going to use it. And I don't feel like that's at all deceptive in that I want you to go that 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 uh, event. I'm there speaking. I've, I've got, you know, lots invested there. Whereas with a lot of this affiliate stuff, you're saying, try, you know, go buy this crap and you've never used it before. You don't know anything about it. Um, so why don't, and again, this is just a personal decision, personal preference that I don't really like doing affiliate marketing. And the reason for that, my business is really built on trust. Um, I need people to trust me, to respect what I do. So they want to read more of my content, that they don't mind getting emails from me, that they'd be willing to invest in me by joining the Power Hitters Club, johnlimber.com slash PHC. And I feel like money muddies your priorities. So whether we want to admit it or not, it can be motivation to deceive or not be 100% honest. Absolutely can and if it's not, there certainly could be the perception of that. Wait, you made money to tell me to go buy this product? Makes me wonder if I should have actually bought that product. I think that's what most people would say. Absolutely. Now, meanwhile, let me be clear. There are many big name marketers I know and respect who make money from these relationships. They do. And, and uh, they, they, do it, they do it the right way. They do. I mean, they're very clear about it. Um, and and they, they, I'm sure they make a killing off of it. It's cool. I, I get it. So the, some of these people I love, you know, more love to you, more power to you. Um, it's just not for me. Now, I had someone who reached out to me recently it's like, are you interested in, in promoting any of these people? I'm like, yeah, sorry, it's not really what I do. And there were like three or four people in their products. Um, but I can see why I'd be a target as a partner for this. Look, I have an email list of 100,000 people about now. I know that's a huge opportunity, not only for me, but uh, for potential partners. So... You could say, I am dropping the ball. I am screwing up. The thing is, I'm careful about the emails I send. I can't damage that trust that I've built. I, I've, at the end of the day, if there's a question of whether I should send an email that could be seen as um, you know, where money is the motivator and I'm promoting someone else's stuff and I don't really care that much about it, I'm just trying to make money, uh, better not doing it. So I will never send a dedicated email about a product if I don't use or love that product. Now, I'm not going to say I will never promote a product because I still, that's what I've been debating. Because look, there's right now, I'm running into this. Now there's a product that I love. I use it. It doesn't, it doesn't have a whole lot of, there aren't a whole lot of people who know about it. I think it's extremely valuable to marketers. I do. 
On one hand, I have an obligation to my audience to keep them up to date on the best tools. And so affiliate payments, doesn't, doesn't matter. Just like, you know, I used to always promote stuff that, even if it didn't have affiliate stuff involved before. But on the other hand, I cannot overlook the value of my audience. It's large. It's qualified. I can't give everything away for free. So if, you, if I've got a company that, you know, on one hand, I can do it out of the good because it's my heart. But if they want me, to, it's just it's something I battle with. For most people, it's not a difficult decision. For me, I tread really, really carefully now. And so the larger my audience gets, the really the more complicated it gets. Because it's, it's you got a huge opportunity there, huge value. But the same because of that though, should I just promote something for free? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I'm just going to tell you right now what, what that product is. <laughs> but know that, you know, if I may end up working on an affiliate program with these guys. And uh, there may even, who knows, might even have a discount on it. I don't know. But it's called Drift Rock. Driftrock.com. I mean, that's the one I've been debating on, you know, what, what I'm going to do. Because I'm probably going to. I may send an email out to my list because it's a product I know and I love and it is helping with a huge hole in uh, Facebook marketing right now. Okay. Um, so I guess that's, that, that covers my conscience a little bit and I just uh, promoted it for free, right? Without hitting my entire, entire email list. All right, raise a glass. Cheers. All right, so let's see what we got time for. Um, that actually takes me to, since we're talking about Drift Rock, um, first, of all, first of all, if you're not familiar with it, one of the products Drift Rock has is called Flow. And one of the big weaknesses in Facebook ads is if you create custom audiences uh, uploading your email list, that's a static upload. And you've got to upload it every so often to keep it fresh. Otherwise, people just subscribe today, aren't going to be on that custom audience impacting your targeting. However, they've got a great tool, again, called Drift Rock Flow, that, um, that uh, automatically syncs it for you. So every three hours, you can run a sync. So it keeps it nice and fresh. So now the other thing that they are rolling out, they're, they're working on, I think it's in beta. It's for lead generation, for lead ads, Facebook's leads ad, lead ads. And let me explain, first of all, as I burp all over the place, let me explain what lead ads are all about because I have it now. I have lead ads. I've had some great success with them, but there's a major hole in, the, in those lead ads that apparently Drift Rock can take care of for me. Okay, so what they are, one of the, as you've followed the trends of Facebook lately, they're tr trying more and more to keep people on Facebook. Now, before everybody looks at that as being evil, there's a good reason for it. Um, when you send people to your website, it takes on average of eight seconds for that to load. So it's a bad user experience. That doesn't mean don't ever send people to your website. I still do it regularly. Just know that that link click, I think we, it might have inflated value because it's often probably abandoned. So doing things like instant articles Facebook is doing now. Uh, which allows you 
Facebook works off of your RSS feed uh, and um, loads the article automatically when people click it. So it's immediate as opposed to an eight-second delay. You've got the buy button that works with Shopify merchants so someone can buy something entirely within Facebook without going to your website. And now they got something called lead ads, which I now have access to. You click on the subscribe button or whatever it is, it immediately opens up a form within Facebook that is pre-filled based on information from their Facebook profile. You can add you know, custom fields as well, but it makes it immediate. They don't need to go to your website and lots of opportunities there. But one major weakness is that if you're, let's say you're giving away an opt-in for these, in these lead ads, like I was doing a, a PDF and, um, it's that it, what Facebook does is if you go to your Facebook page, they provide an area there where they give you a CSV file of all the people who have subscribed. Well, that's not that helpful. We want it to be immediate, right? So I, otherwise now every day or so, really every day, you've got to do it every day. You've got to upload it to, um, to Infusionsoft in my case so that they end up getting these that whatever it is they asked for. Um, it makes me wonder really who this is for in the first place. I think, because I, honestly, I'm doing it um, in two different cases. I'm also doing it for my baseball teams. I'm looking for uh, to add add one more kid to my son's baseball team, and I'm using lead ads. And in that case, I find it really, really useful because I'm not looking to add them to my email list. I'm just looking for people to fill out this form so I can contact them. So I think this is mainly, really, these lead ads are really true leads where you have a salesperson contacting them in most cases. That's what it was intended for, I think. But I just gotta tell you, the rate of success on these for me so far has been pretty crazy. Um, not only have I had uh, a couple of parents reach out to me, they're, they're really good leads uh, for my baseball team, but I'm doing a PDF for you know, johnlimmer.com where I'm getting 35 cents per opt-in which is pretty darn good. Problem again, I've got to upload that manually every day. Really, it's got to be at least every day, if not more often than that. Because otherwise, it's like, where the hell was my PDF that I opted in for? So, of course, Drift Rock has this great solution that is going to sync with Facebook, with with your uh, email list, I believe, you know, for my case, uh, Infusionsoft. And so I don't need to do that all the time. So be on the lookout. I'm not again. I don't. I think they're just uh, doing that as a beta. I hope to have a discount for you eventually. But again, I'm, as I as I grapple with ethical dilemmas of affiliate marketing, I've got to stick with uh, what I originally said that if if you love something and you use it, you should promote it regardless of whether you get money in exchange. Right. So you can go to driftrock.com. Raise a glass one last time. Cheers. Okay, as we run out of time here, let's cover one more Facebook thing. That again, I'm always trying to find new and creative ways to do things. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I really, really am. It's one reason why um, I'm so uncomfortable with marketing. It's so many templates and the same old tactics and just lame approaches to things. I'm just tired of it. 
Um, so, but thinking like with website custom audiences, really, really cool tool. Remarket, create ads targeting people who visit your website. So, got me thinking though. What is a way to isolate your most valuable and loyal readers? So I'm not talking about targeting people who are on your email list, for example, people have opted in, or targeting people who have bought from you. I'm talking about targeting people that because they visited your blog multiple times within the last couple months or whatever it is. So not because there's a yeah yeah admit here. Whether if someone just visited for the first time, they are not equal to someone who who visited ten times in the last two months. They're not equal. But there's no real way, easy, clean way in website custom audiences to separate those people if the only connection to you is visiting your site. So Facebook right now does not include frequency when creating these website custom audiences. They need to. I've suggested it before. They haven't listened to me. They need to do this. So I was thinking, like, what is a workaround for this? And I put this together as something kind of crazy. Now, this is just for, this is only going to work for certain people who have a URL structure kind of like mine on their website where the, the month and year, for example, are within the URL. And it is, it is messy, it is time-consuming, but it can be awesome. So basically what I did is I created a website custom audience of anyone who visited blog posts on my site during the last 180 days. The, again, the, the month and year in the URL who read blog posts from at least two different months, published months, during the past year. Is that, or excuse me, during the past six months. Um, so they could have read, th- again, it's imperfect because they could have read four different blog posts t- published in the same month, and that wouldn't be considered a loyal reader. But they read two blog posts from two different months. That would be. So I'm trying to isolate those people. And so that's the closest I can get to isolating people based on frequency. And it's pretty cool. I, I, I think the last I saw is somewhere, the size of that audience is somewhere around 3,000 people. And um, which to me seemed kind of small. But again, it's understanding the fact that it's not all that clean because People could visit a whole bunch of times, read the same blog post, or read a bunch of blog posts from the same month, and they wouldn't fall into this custom audience. Um, but anyway, I haven't used it for anything special. I've, so far, and again, this is something I challenge you to do as a marketer. Don't feel like, don't constantly be motivated by immediate dollars. Knowing that this is a small audience, I'm running this ad, targeting these people who are in this audience, just saying, hey, I have found a way to use website custom audiences to isolate my, my most loyal readers. You're in that audience. You're in that exclusive group. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Um, and people appreciate that. And as we talk about honesty and ethics and all that kind of stuff, I think you know one person said in the comments on that that they expected to have some sort of hook. Like, okay. And also, I also said, click this link so that you add to another website custom audience 
so that you never see this ad again. So I don't have to annoy you. You're my, 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 one of my most loyal readers. And he's like, I was totally expecting to go to that landing page and you're going to ask me to buy something. No, didn't do it. Missed opportunity maybe, I don't care. But uh, sometimes we just need to say thank you, right? And I guess we wrap this up. Me saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I have called bartender over, asked for the tab. I'm going to take care of you because that's what I do. No strings attached, right? No strings attached. But thanks again. And, you know, the bottom line for everything we've been talking about today is I challenge you. Think in new and creative ways. Don't, if something doesn't feel right, please just don't do it. If um, you don't feel like you have to do things the way everybody else has done them. Like, oh, that works. That makes money. So I got to do that too. Or I did this. It didn't feel great, but it made money. You don't have to keep doing it. Find new ways. Blaze a new trail. So that's all I got for today. Hope you enjoyed it. It's a little different this time. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.